Welcome to St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Today's homily is from the Sunday of St. Gregory Palamas. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Joyous feast. Joyous feast. Today we commemorate our Father among the saints, Gregory Palamas. the defender of the church's teaching regarding hesychasm and the experience of the uncreated light, the uncreated energies of God, which, as you notice, you'll notice every week when we sing the Beatitudes, What does the Lord say? He says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And we take that as meaning what it says, that the pure in heart will see, will experience, will know God in very truth. Not through any created intermediary, but the God himself in very truth. And so we sing... This morning, we speak of St. Gregory and we say, You appeared as an angelic messenger on earth, proclaiming the mysteries of God to mortal men. Endowed with the human mind and flesh, you spoke with the voice of the bodiless powers, filling us with wonder, saint inspired by God, so that we cry out to you, Rejoice! For through you the darkness is dispelled. Rejoice, for through you the light has returned. And this refers to the reality of there were people that were calling into question the experience of the living God. And so they were putting out the light, so to speak. But through St. Gregory, the light returned. Rejoice, messenger of the uncreated Godhead. Rejoice, reprover of created folly. So this is referring to the reality that there were some that were saying that the grace that we receive from the living God is created and not uncreated, meaning not an actual participation in God himself. So he's the reprover of created folly. Rejoice, unscalable height, telling of God's nature. Rejoice, unfathomable depth, which speaks of his power. Rejoice, for you rightly proclaim the glory of God. Rejoice, for you denounce the opinions of evildoers. Rejoice, torch that shows us the sun. Rejoice, cup flowing with nectar. Rejoice, for the truth has shone forth from you. Rejoice, for error has been plunged into darkness through you. Rejoice, O preacher of grace. Now this grace that St. Gregory speaks of, what are some of the ways that it's accessible to us, that it's given to us, the very activity of God in our midst? Don't be afraid, you can answer me. What are some of the ways? George is always brave. George motion. (laughs) What are some of the ways that the grace of God is given to us? Literally, uh, yes. Say that, Drake Andrews. Talent. 
Gifts and talents? Not in a way, yes. But more specifically, somebody said the liturgy. Through the sacraments of the church, we come to participate in the very activity of the living God through our participation in the life of the church, through going to Holy Communion, through going to confession and receiving the grace that's offered there, through fasting, we open ourselves to the grace of God. Through silence, we open ourselves to the grace of God. In prayer, especially what we call within the life in the church, the prayer of the heart, which really every prayer that we should pray should be prayed from the heart, from within. It has to come, you know, it has to be here, not just on our lips. But specifically through the prayer of the heart, which is called in the tradition, the Jesus prayer. And I saw um, a talk just yesterday, by Fa I think it was by Father George Calciu, who was a Romanian priest, confessor for the faith. He was persecuted by the communist regime in Romania, imprisoned. And he was talking about the Jesus prayer. And he said, we should try. He said, maybe we can't pray unceasingly all the time because we're such weak people and we're so distracted. But he said, let us at least try to pray for five minutes and to focus on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I was reading something this morning that was talking about the, the Agapos, I think that's how it's pronounced, the Fotiki. So he was one of the early church fathers. He even, he just said the, the name, just the Lord Jesus. He said, keep this name on your lips all the time. But so Father George, in his talk, was talking about pray, even for five minutes. Exclude everything else. Forget everything else. Many of you have a lot of struggles. Everybody does. But many of you have an inordinate amount of struggles and burdens that you have to bear within this life. Come before the Lord. Lay aside your earthly cares. And for at least five minutes, just say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. And Father George was talking about, you will see how when we begin to do this and we make it a habit a consist on a consistent basis, how the grace of God begins to visit us. Because everything is contained within these few words, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Everything about our salvation is contained in those few words. And so, may we do that and draw closer and closer to God, forsaking everything else. One other thing that he talked about, and this is a word of advice for people who are praying. It's common when you begin to pray, for he, he spoke of how the heart begins to be warmed, you know, over time. But, Think about your experience of, of life in your body. Think about it. He says, if you sense that the heart is being warmed from above, so from up, descending into the heart, you know, and it's kind of this upper region and not too low. He says this, he said we should give thanks to God because this is the grace of God visiting us. But he said, but what comes from beneath, from the stomach, from down here, 
the burning of desire and the passions and all this, and that if that starts, if you feel that, that there's warmth here, it says, this is not, this is dangerous, you know? I just want you, it's, it's sometimes we don't, we're not very attentive. And it takes, it's, if, if you practice the prayer, if you spend time saying, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me for, for periods of time, you'll start to notice all of these things within yourselves because you'll start to pay attention to what's going on. But there's movements that come from below, which essentially, well, what are we saying? They're coming from the flesh, you know, that can lead us totally into delusion, you know. Like I remember some guy, once there was a video online that he was um, comparing Jesus to a magic mushroom, to, to like eating hallucinogenic mushrooms, because he said he had the same experience in prayer as he did when he took drugs. And um, this is when we know there's, there's delusion, because something is coming, it's coming from below, you know? From the place where I think in the Gospels where the Lord says that it's from the heart that precede adultery, theft, murder, all of these things, they come from within and defile us. Where do they come from? They come from this attachment to the flesh. And so Father George talked about that. He said, if it comes from below, be on your guard. <laughs> but he said, but when you notice that this sense of warmth and grace comes from above and descends into the heart, it doesn't have anything to do with all of the the passions and the hunger and the desires and the anger that are beneath it. And he said, then you know that this is God's grace. He says, pay attention when you're praying. Don't be deceived. And he actually says, don't be deceived when you're praying. So may, the, may God help us in our pursuit of unceasing prayer so that we kind of clear away all of the burdens and cares and concerns of this life so that in purity of heart we can encounter and truly relate in love with the living God who desires to call us into his embrace and into relationship with him. And keep in mind as we talked about last week that this relationship is always available to you. And that's one of the things that icons signify for us. We have icons all over our homes and everywhere we go, they signify that this relationship, this possibility of drawing near and to communion with the living God is always available to you. The door is never shut. So draw near. Even if you've fallen into sin, get up immediately and draw near to the living God, asking for mercy and for help and for salvation. Don't stay away. Don't fall into the, another deceit that, well, I can't pray right now because I'm in such a bad state. That's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. You need to draw near to God at every moment. If you fall, get up and run to Him. Just like the prodigal son. Just like the woman, the sinful woman that came, that came and poured myrrh on His feet and wiped them with her hair and washed His feet with her tears. Run to the Lord no matter what state you happen to be in. Because the Lord, as we know from the scriptures, and this is the promise, does not despise a broken and contrite heart. The Lord is merciful and compassionate and long-suffering and kind and receives 
everyone who repents. Amen. One more thing I wanted to add to the homily from earlier. There's an addendum, an addition. You know, I talked about, we talked about how sometimes when you're praying, you can have experiences, and they might be deceptive. They might be something that's leading you astray. And so how do you guard against that? Well, the way that you guard against it is firstly by making your chief aim to follow the commandments. So you seek to follow the commandments, to love your Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So if you follow that path, and if you follow the path of mercy, of forgiveness, of everything that Christ commands us in the gospel, when you follow that way, it keeps you safe You know, when you're praying. And this is something that Elder Sophroni, when he talked about the Jesus prayer, he said people will talk about techniques and different things, but he said the safest path, the surest path, is to seek to fulfill the commandments that we have been given in the gospel. And while you're doing that, pray. Pray unceasingly. But seek to fulfill that. Seek to be obedient to the will of God, first and foremost. The other way, not necessarily to keep us from being deceived, but a sign that we are being deceived. St. Silouan speaks of this. He says, if in our prayer we have experiences, and then afterwards we find that we are at enmity with the people around us, and we are angry with them and hate them and frustrated and all these different things, he says, then that experience was not from God. It just wasn't. Don't fool yourself. But he said, but if there is an experience of grace and afterwards you are full of love for all people, even for your enemies, then you know that this is an authentic experience. And so this is something that St. Silvan talks about. So those two things, just keep that in mind as you're praying. That the, the chief thing for us is to pray unceasingly, but while we're striving to pray unceasingly, to seek to obey the Lord's commandments. And if we find that we're more and more at odds with the people around us, and in bad relationships, and frustrated, and angry, and then we know that we're not, we're being deceived. We think we're somehow progressing spiritually. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us at St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Please be sure to like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Okay, goodbye. God bless you.